Chris Charles, welcome back to the show. We got another loaded room tonight, man. It's got everybody in here almost, man. Jake, Chris, Kyle, the doc. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Uh, I, I, every time. Every, every time, time he does it, and it always catches me off guard. It it sounds like somebody's child is screaming in the background or something, and I just I always Can I get a hyena dying. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh boy! Now it's somebody's dad. You can get it all the way out. Wow! Useless man. What he said. Out up. Same thing. Wow. That's awkward. Good lord, man! Is that where we're just stopping? Darn it! That's the end of the show. Yeah, it's been a great show. show. We're good. Yeah. Hey, make sure you hit uh, hit that five star review and leave us a comment, please. (laughs) Based off of that intro right there. That's gold, baby, gold. We do got lots of stuff to discuss, man. And I mean, first of all, I mean, do we want to talk about Deion Sanders getting two toes amputated before we dive into everything else? Because I mean, messed up. All right. Those two toes. Yeah. Yeah, That was from like a previous surgery he had, wasn't it? Didn't he have recently? Okay. Now, don't don't give me the evil eye, Ethan, when I get get this medical term like totally messed up. Oh, it's happening. Isn't it called like hammer toe or something like where they stack on top of each other? What Hammer is that time. called? Is that what it's called? Or is it something else? Time. I, uh, you know. dude, uh, What's the technical term for it? Yeah. Can you for please... when your toes get stacked on top of one another? Like it's, it's like they were like bent in. It was kind of like look like they had like extreme arthritis type looking. Like because I saw a picture you, of it before. Did you look at his feet? Uh not recently. It was a Wait, who lost but, but you have looked at his see feet this. before. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Prime, Deion man. Sanders lost toes. Yeah, yeah, Deion Sanders, he, he yeah. just he just recently had surgery on something. He was going around that golf cart, and then recently they just amputated two toes. What? Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, yeah, he's he's not running anymore. I mean, not That's well crazy. anyway. <laughs> yeah, not very quickly. I mean, it's it's a little awkward. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to balance yourself when you don't have all your toes. I have, I've never thought in my entire life, at least in my adult life, that I would ever be in Google right now Googling Deion Sanders' feet. Like, I don't. Yeah. But I, <laughs> you I gotta see Ryan? this too. And yet, Dude, here we it. are. I'm telling you, it is. It's nasty. It's like his toes are like stacked on top gotta, of each other. I gotta see this. It looks it's like an too, angry sea turtle or something. Like, it's just. It's bad. What? Do you see it? Oh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's not normal. No. If you're listening to us right now, Maybe you're driving, not the best time. But if you're not driving, or if you're eating, that's also not a good time. It's okay it to even pull over on the road and, and Google this. Because Give it a Google. It. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he, I'm glad he got taken care of. I guess that's something to do with blood clots or something like that. So they yeah, had yeah. to have him removed, right. which, you know, I would much rather have two less toes than blood clots. That's for sure. Absolutely. You like so did he have a medical condition or is it from an injury? What was I think the it was, surgery for? Because he had, I think it was something on his leg that he had surgery for. And then you always think about staph infections. But I, when I saw him amputating because of blood clots, I, I didn't realize he had the hammer toes. Uh, it's something he's had for a long time because I've seen pictures similar to this like years ago. So I'm guessing it had to do something from his playing days that just has progressively gotten worse. And then maybe he tried to have surgery to fix it, didn't work or whatever. And then they had to just go in there and say, peace out to the two little piggies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, That's is it I, the big toes or the small toes? I think it was small toes. They're small toes. Oh, he, he's okay. Can't you? Is it true, Ethan, 
I keep asking you questions. You have answers to none of these, by the dude, way. Dude, I'm sorry. I don't know enough about. <laughs> yeah, you're failing, hammer, man. Dude, you're not a podiatrist. I don't see sure. enough hammer toes <laughs> in my daily clinic life to okay. like care or know anyway. about enough about them like, anyway somebody in this what? room is going to know the difference is it true that you can't walk if you don't have a big toe because you can't balance yourself that, that is, is false. a myth that how do we false. know who has tested it <laughs> who is according tested to the it? show according to the show peacemaker it's a false what is peacemaker well, is that john cena yeah <laughs> taking what? advice from john cena there was a scene there was a scene in one of the episodes where one of the characters had their big toe chopped off and they said you know he was concerned they couldn't walk again and they're like no it's just a myth you can you're fine okay so we're basing our scientific yep. study off of a john, john cena, cena tv show <laughs> correct we have some breaking society news. is getting you ever have that no shh, kyle not yet we have you ever have that news. conversation where you're like debating with somebody and then somebody in the room could answer this you know, without any hypotheticals, but yet you keep going back and forth and back and forth. That's how I feel right now. I already whoa, said, whoa, we got some... breaking news hardcore. Whoa, Chouse, hold a second. Sorry, okay. I can't contain it inside. listening to the pod, it's not going to be breaking news. Is it Bobby them. Wagner? They're, they're know. It is yeah. Bobby Wagner. Yes. Holy shit, yeah. man. Wow. Oh, Seahawks wow. fans are having an awful oh, day today. I'm sorry. Please keep them I'm in sorry, your Doc. Do I'm sorry. Thing. No, it's a myth. You can balance without your big toe, but it is one of the more important toes. Okay. So you can go to your breaking news. It's not even going to be breaking. Awesome talk, Ethan. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. <laughs> See, I knew the news was breaking out soon, man. I just had to pause on Dion's toes here. Bobby Wagner gets released by the Seattle Seahawks. This is absolutely insanity. And you okay. know instantly where I'm going with this, man. I'm going Buffalo. Go call the Bills. Come on. Mouth. You want Jake has to lead the rest of the show. I can't do it. It only makes sense, man. Buffalo's where it's at. Let's go. I don't think that's where it's where he's going. No. What's the bigger question to me is not where he's going, but what the hell is going on in Seattle? Like, are they, are they officially just saying, Hey, tank mode. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. And they just going to start all over again, because I think when they look at that division they're in with san francisco and la and even arizona even though they got some drama here this offseason as well with kyler murray they know that without russell wilson i don't care who their quarterback is unless they go after somebody big like a deshaun watson now let me preface that by saying at the time of this recording we do not know the outcome of the proceedings of the deshaun watson case which we could hear more uh, this upcoming friday but if that were something like that were to happen okay i get it but otherwise they're not winning this division anytime soon and it looks like they're just trying to cut bait and, and start saving money. I guess I don't understand why they didn't just try to trade Bobby Wagner because he still has one year left on his deal. And with with them releasing him, they I think they have a dead cap hit of like $4 million, which isn't a lot of money. But still, you know, I mean, the Patriots did it with Stephon Gilmore. You know, they didn't get much in return, but at least get something back in return for the guy. Her Schefter releasing him save $16.6 million. Right. Wow. He must it was have a lot of money. Salary. It was a lot of money on that deal, but I mean, they weren't really cap constrained in no. tra- trading Russ. I mean, you got rid of the money on those. So this this has to tell me that either Wagner was very angry with the Russell Wilson deal and said, "Get me the hell out of here." Probably. And this is part of the bigger plan to suggest that Seattle wants to tank now. And I really so everyone was talking about do they choose another quarterback? Obviously, we're talking Russell Wilson trade. Everybody knows by now, by the time the, the show gets dropped. But, I mean, are they really going to draft a quarterback in this draft and believe that he's going to be the next savior in Seattle? Or are they going to continuously stack picks, 
and go after next year's draft class, which is CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, which is something I would do. And this Wagner move kind of indicates to me that that's the direction they plan to go. I, I mean, they can trade up to two. Take uh, Malik Willis if they'd like to. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is like, I have I a hard time thinking, even though what you just said about, you know, stockpiling the picks, maybe making a move in next year's draft class for those quarterbacks, there's no guarantee on next year's quarterbacks. Like, you look at what happened with Tua. You know what I mean? Like, you never know when something like that could happen. And when you put all your eggs in the basket to wait, you kind of handcuff yourself for potentially however many years after that. If there's somebody that they like this year, does it mean that they're going to, you know, get drafted and go in there and, and start the season and help them win the division? Absolutely not. I, I don't see a quarterback out there that's going to do that. But I think the way that they've kind of set themselves up is if they don't make a big splash with like a Deshaun Watson-ish type trade, if that were to something happen with a lot of picks involved, you take Drew Locke, you start Drew Locke all year, you draft a quarterback, you let him sit all season long, and then maybe 2023, you hand over the reins. What's just crazy about it is, Pete Carroll's 70 years old. Even though he looks like he's 55, dude is mm. 70. Like, does he want to go through another rebuild? Does he have a choice? Now, no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Do the, do the who's, Seahawks who's have next? their first rounder next year? Uh, I believe so. This is the last year yeah. on that Jamal Will, or Jamal Adams okay. deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the quarterbacks way better for next year. And if this is a total, total rebuild, I would rather weigh it out and try to take one of them next year, especially if I've still got that first rounder and it could end up being super high if they really aren't that good this year. Releasing Bobby Wagner, obviously no Russell Wilson. That team was already a little bit of a mess as it was this year anyway. Um, and they're not going to be any better. I mean, hell, do you trade a guy like Tyler Lockett? Do you try mm. to see if there's somebody out there that would take Tyler Lockett and move him as well? just completely tear it down this year and start over. They had a good run. I mean, there's no denying that they had one of the most dominant defenses that we've ever seen during that stretch. They were a bad decision to not run the football away from having two Super Bowl rings. So, I mean, it's, it might be time rip it down, rebuild it. Your franchise quarterback is now gone. If Pete Carroll doesn't want to do it, then Pete Carroll will leave and you bring the, you bring a new head coach in and there's plenty of good coordinators out there and, and guys you could hire. I think you rip it down, you wait on the quarterback, let your team suck this year, draft one of these guys next, you know, super high next year. And, you know, honestly, you'll probably have a little bit of extra draft capital. If you trade, like if you can trade Tyler Lockett, get some seconds for him or something like that, then you've got a high first and a set, you know, some seconds to throw in there to move up if you need to. So I'm all for waiting for next year because they're not going to freaking win in that division this year. That's for sure. The other thing to well, think too is that this is the final year of, DK Metcalf's contract. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to him after this year? Tyler Lockett's contract is outrageous. Yeah, I, I think he's like have 10 million to move DK. Yeah, 10 million on on the on the books this year and then it goes up to 16 million next year. Don't nobody want to pay that. Nope. I would say that, you know, it depends on the team, I from think. From just their history, True. the the Seahawks did kind of build the blueprint of building around a rookie uh, quarterback contract. And so they might be just trying to redo that again. I mean, it worked really well with, with Russ. And so, uh, and they realized, oh, once you pay the quarterback, it is way harder to keep the elite defense together. And so what they're potentially looking at is, hey, we can get a really good haul, basically totally reset over the next two years, 
probably pick up a decent quarterback. Either, either somebody falls them this year that they really like, or more likely next year. And then you can build around Bryce young and have that same type of roadmap of, okay, we got a young stud quarterback. Let's load up the defense and let's, you know, go back to what worked with Russ when he was on his rookie deal. There's not a, um, you know, perfect way to go about this, but for a while, like if they had won that second Super Bowl, we would have been talking about, man, what an advantage it is to be able to build your entire team around a rookie quarterback. I mean, and that's still a very viable way to win, I think, in the NFL. Yeah, look at the this, Chargers right now. That's how they can afford to pay all these guys because they're only paying Herbie three mil a year. That's it. This yeah. website, NFL Mock Draft Database, says they've only got a two, four, and a seven next year. No, that can't be right. <laughs> that just shot all your guys's, you know thought processes to shit in a half well, a second and now we go back to, now we go back to my thought process oh no okay? no no no! they oh. have next year what that no, what, they, what's they, that website? Don't, don't, don't look at shady websites that's what you Kyle. do for plugging yeah. shady Louise. websites come on they have, they have their picks <laughs> and they also have the steelers fifth round pick and there they have go. the texans seventh round pick. there you yes kyle's over here i don't know guys on nfl mock draft 101 org it says <laughs> that's like that's like chow's fault that's like chow's falling for freaking inside no of no, 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 no no hey no, come no. on Do man those guys confuse people with that mess <laughs> those guys confuse people with those fake hashtags man okay so confused. i've so been question. waiting for chow's to send a fake adam schefter tweet Hey man, the so real Adam Schefter like, blocked, blocked me. by the guy right now, and you <laughs> he blocked still got me. God damn it, man! I can't even see what's going on. You guys are all tweeting out good stuff, and Adam Chef got me blocked, man. I didn't even do anything, man. You just said what? What WTF on one of his tweets is all you said. Yeah, it was considering he's a sens- what the, he's a sensitive the, guy. I get it. It was Don't reporting. I know what it meant. I'm confused. I'm hurt right now because I'm being blackballed for no reason. Okay, back to the problem at hand, real Shit. quick. If you can take. Okay, now I know this is a lot of hypotheticals, but if everything comes out good for Deshaun Watson, do you still want to wait for next year's quarterback class, or do you gamble yes. on Deshaun Watson now? No, I take, I take completely it down. I don't want I Deshaun, take Deshaun Watson. I take I Deshaun. Deshaun. I'll yeah, take Ethan? Deshaun only because I th- okay. Go ahead, Ethan. You want Deshaun? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> probably taking Deshaun too, but. Only if he really wants to be there, I guess. <laughs> like, well, he doesn't uh, want to be in Houston. Well, well he, he has a no trade clause, so he gets to kind of pick almost where he gets to go. There's I a do lot feel of massage like... therapists in Seattle. Are there? I don't know. How do you know? We're allowed to make those types soon. of jokes. Uh, <laughs> Either like, I don't know where the our line podcast. Is. We'll do what we want. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I'd be, I would want Deshaun. Like, it's hard to not want one of the probably twelve best quarterbacks on the planet, but. Doesn't that put you right back into the same type of like cap situation that you were just in? I don't know. I feel like the blueprint that they're they're going off of is what they did with Russ. And so you're probably still waiting. See, what I, I'm confused about with this entire thing is when the Legion of Boom was dismantled without, I mean, Earl Thomas stayed the longest, but I mean, and and Wagner, but I mean when you dismantled majority of it and you tried to put on the band-aid approach in Seattle. I was even confused back then on why they didn't blow it up because really all you did at that time have is Russ and like Baldwin and guys like that. I, this, this after the Legion of boom and that second Super Bowl loss that they lost on that one yard line. I mean, the Seattle mentality to me has been very flawed. So I think that 
if you are going full on rebuild, then definitely follow suit. And and then Watson, yes, I agree in that sense. He should not be in play. But if you have other avenues that you're going to move here, and maybe one of them is just saying, hey, Wagner was just too expensive. Maybe they're going to cut a couple other guys here, a trade, whatever. And then you try to go trade for Deshaun Watson. Then now what you're doing, fine. You have a lot of money tied up in your quarterback. So then on that same token, you're saying instead of having the young rookie quarterback on a cheap deal now you round out your your top player at the quarterback position who costs a lot with a talented group of defenders and offensive pieces and another thing to look at too is okay what made Russ successful what made this roadmap work for Seattle when he was a rookie who was the the focal point of that offense it was Marshawn Lynch right they had a solid defense an above average defense and a ridiculously good run game and that is what you need to have, especially if you're wanting to turn to a rookie quarterback early on, which is what they would have to do if they're going to wait till next year anyway, because there's not going to be anybody else there that's going to beat out somebody unless they go sign somebody crazy. And look at the running game even in Seattle right now. It's, a, it's just a big of a question mark. I mean, there's really nothing that you can look at it. And now all of a sudden their defensive players are starting to leave. It's kind of like just getting overall pretty scary where we can talk about what the past roadmaps were but it doesn't look like it's heading down the same direction personnel-wise to line up the same way that it did for Russ. Russ got dealt a great hand his rookie yeah. year. I mean, and that that was that's not the norm for a lot of rookie quarterbacks. Am I the and only after, one seeing this Deshaun Watson contract? It's huge. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's large. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yes. his it this year. Mm-hmm. His base salary is thirty-five million. His cap hit is forty point four million this year. Yep. Next year, it does go down. His base salary goes down to 20, but then his cap hit is $42.4 million. They can get out of it at that point for 5.4 if they want to, coming out of his age 28 season. But then for the next two years, it's another 37.4 and another 32. I mean, if part of the justification for getting rid of Russell Wilson was that the contract, getting on the older side, needing to rebuild, stockpiling picks trying to make this team younger i feel like it doesn't make any sense to take this on deshaun watson's a really good quarterback but who's not to say that cj stroud could be in deshaun watson territory in two years for 40 million dollars less of a cap hit but the thing is though is those numbers are hard to really pay close attention to because look what we're seeing here lately the way that they can rework contracts and redo things and turn things into signing bonuses and stuff that number is something where if he agrees to go to Seattle to be the guy, if he's willing to rework it, we're talking about a huge, I mean, trust me, it's a buttload of money, but maybe not quite the cap hit so they can say, hey, we want to make sure we keep pieces around you still. And we're seeing that just, just seems to be happening more and more often. It does, and after, I feel after, like a whole lot of what ifs. It is. So after, I was waiting after for two Wagner years got released. The, the Seahawks right now, be. after this release, they have $40 million in, in cap space right now. Yeah. So they've got a good amount of cap space. And going forward, I think it's only going to increase. So they're going to have the money to spend either free agents or making a trade or making something happen so they can become, you know, somewhat competitive again in a few years. So they have exactly I mean, enough cap space to me. sign Deshaun Watson. For one year, yes. Yeah, for one year. <laughs> it would not shock me if they traded for Deshaun Watson by any means because they can make it work. And obviously they, they've got the capital. And I don't, they're not going to have to give up a ton to make it work either. I mean, I know Houston's going to try to get it, but you're not going to see, they'll give up less for Deshaun Watson than what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. 
So yes. how silly does this Jamal Adams trade now look even more? I mean, you gave up multiple first round picks for this safety who is, you know, quote unquote, generational talent that doesn't cover. Um, <laughs> man, this is what I'm saying. You're putting Band-Aid approaches on things where you didn't even know the direction that you were going. So then if Deshaun does come to Seattle, does he does he make them a contender in this division? I don't think he does. No, he makes no. them more of Not- a contender. Sure. <laughs> Look at Ethan. Ethan's like, because the defense well, is that's why I just don't feel like good. it makes any sense. Like the timeline for when they can compete versus the players that are available to them. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't feel like you trade Russ unless he was like, yo, I'm not playing for you guys. You need to get me out of here because this did happen on the same day that Aaron Rodgers, you know, basically, or almost the same day that Aaron Rodgers signed. So like within 48 hours of that happening, this trade happened. So either Denver was like, yo, we're getting a quarterback one way or the other, or they knew that, you know, Russ was not really feeling it. They wanted out. And basically it was like, all right, we're going to go for Aaron Rodgers first. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out, we got this like side deal going for Russ. So I don't know. I just feel like from a timeline perspective, why would you make this deal to then turn around and trade half those assets to get Deshaun Watson. And then you're, you're still in the same spot that you were, you weren't winning when you had Russ and, or not winning enough. And then you put a new quarterback with the same cap hit into the situation. It just doesn't seem like a good way to like compete quickly, I guess. Like, yeah. You know, the only reason I, I the only reason I say you do Deshaun Watson in a trade like this would only be because you're going for the sure thing. Because you don't know what the rookie quarterbacks are going to be. So at least like when you're trading for veterans, you know exactly what you're getting. Like anytime you get a star talent like that, the typical productivity is going to increase on your team. But I'm with you. I think that if you're if you're doing the rebuild, just do the rebuild right and move on. Perfect. Well, Ethan just I talked about want, I still Rogers. want to see I want to see Deshaun in Carolina. That's where I want him. I want to Ooh, see him. I would like that. I like that too. I do a lot. That would that would give me that would I would I would I would start to get some extra blood flow. DJ Moore, baby! Yeah, DJ Ooh. Moore, Terrace Marshall. And with CMC cr- on the trade block right now, maybe that's a potential suitor right there because teams have been floating around the, the calls to them. So it would, it would be tough to move CMC because the Panthers would lose a ton of money, even with a trade, because of his contract. Yeah, I, someone would have to eat dollars on that deal. For yeah, sure. a yeah lot of the dollars. team taking him would have to eat up a lot of that contract. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see too many options for that i get put just like saquon was out there you know he's gonna he's available everybody should be available pretty much almost every single off season i i don't see a team making a trade for that type of that type of contract knowing that the way that running back position has gone over the years that more teams go into a committee style approach you got less possible suitors that could pay that you know amount of money it's just it seems like there's too many moving pieces nowadays to make something like that work where, Hey, if we can get a quarterback in here and maybe start winning some ball games, look at that division. It's wide open for Carolina right now. I can tell you right now, yeah. if Carolina goes out there and signs Deshaun Watson. They're my favorite to win that division all of a sudden. Cause you got no Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. You got no quarterback right now in new Orleans and Atlanta, Atlanta's got its own problems going on uh, right now. So, I mean, it'd be wide open for Carolina if they can get Deshaun Watson there. Carolina, Carolina has the arguably to make it work, too. Exactly. Yeah, they arguably have the best young defense in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, top Absolutely. to bottom, they have top-tier talent on the defensive side that's under the age of 28 years old. Yep. Absolutely. Brian Burns, baby! I, I, I like Derek that. Derek Brown. Mm. I like that. I like that landing Maybe. spot right there. Shaq Thompson. 
speak nice, it into existence. It's a nice defense. And then the secondary nice. alone. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dirty. It's nice. But speaking well, on the flip, you on this, up a secondary rim though, Chaus yelled at you. So just be careful. Yeah, man. Be careful. Don't yeah. be dropping names that we don't, you know. Why? Because the Chargers have one of the best safety. One of that's fine. You said they were the best. You did say oh, they were I, the best. I'm, then I, I'm, I'm actually Retr- yeah. Retract that statement. No, they're now. the best. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, son are we backtracking bitch. now? Poyer and Hyde can suck it. You son of a bitch. Whoa. Anyway, let's go, man. Russell Wilson. He gets traded to the Denver Broncos for a boatload haul. I mean, what are we doing? The Broncos are trading two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick. Uh, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant go to Seattle for Russell Wilson and a fourth round selection, boys. And I mean. This blew up Twitter. We knew this. We were all over it. You guys did the breaking news video on YouTube. Go check that out if you haven't already. But I mean, this is very interesting because everyone's excited for Denver's prospects right now because we were all Denver fans because they have so many pieces we love. The Jerry Judys, the Vontes, we love all these players. And now Russ is going to go fly. But I mean, there's so many directions this conversation can be had. And we're talking the division is so hard. Mahomey and Herbie going with Wilson. I mean, they're going to beat each other up for six games. The rest of the AFC is like, go kill each other. We'll we'll meet you guys in the playoffs when you're dead. I mean, go, man. You guys have at it. Where you guys want to take this convo? I, I mean... The, the weapons alone, at least we know Russ is going to have an opportunity to go put up some big numbers fantasy-wise. But I think when you look at the Cortland Suttons, you look at the Jerry Judys, Albert, are you okay, to quote Kyle over there. Uh, Javante okay? Williams, I really, 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 I really want to love me some Javante Williams. But until I know what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon, I kind of got to temper my expectations here just a little bit because I won't be surprised if Melvin Gordon comes back is in the mix, but we see a little bit more Javante than we did last year. I still think he's going to be the future there. And I love that with Russell Wilson, because now you've got multiple weapons on the outside, a capable quarterback, which Denver has not had in forever to pull some of those defenders outside the box. That would be, that would be sheer money in your pocket for Javante Williams. If Melvin Gordon is gone, but I don't want to kind of overhype it. I think when we were talking a little bit earlier, Kyle mentioned something that makes a lot of sense fantasy-wise. Is this going to be very difficult each and every week, at least to start the season, to really know who's going to be the viable guy in this offense? Like, is it going to be Judy? Is it going to be Sutton? Who's it going to be? Is he really going to look towards Albert O in the red zone? Is he going to take a lot of touchdowns away from the, the wide receivers? And from a fantasy perspective, it may be a little bit difficult to try to pinpoint these guys week in and week out, at least to start the season, to make them trustworthy fantasy sources if you're looking at starting any one of these guys. Well, not only that, but then you need to throw in as well Tim Patrick, yep. who is on a newer contract right now. They brought him back. and Ethan He doesn't like him. Very, very silently <laughs> torched uh, those guys last year that everyone was expecting to have big seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is, is an issue as well. If they're running a lot of three wide, but then you've got KJ Hamler coming back and I'm not the biggest KJ Hamler fan and I'm not, but it's just one more mouth to potentially feed. And really he might be like the big play guy on that offense. He might be the field stretcher. So he might take away some 40 yard bombs some 50 yard bombs some big plays. And again, this goes back to a conversation that Jake, you and I have on the channel. It feels like every single off season where we talk about preseason guys and we're like, you know, we're kind of worried about so-and-so and people are like, why are you worried about him? He's not going to be fantasy viable. And we're like, that's not what we're not worried about him because it's going to be fantasy viable. We're worried about him because even if they take four targets away, 
five touches away, 10 touches away. That is still an opportunity for your player to score fantasy points. That's being given to somebody else that really might have a big game every once in a while, but not really do anything. So for all the excitement for Denver, I get it. I understand from a pure football standpoint, love it from a fantasy football standpoint. I'm not actively looking at any player on this team right now. Russell Wilson, I'll take as kind of a mid quarterback one at this point. I don't want to be the guy to draft Judy. I feel like if you draft Judy, you got to get Sutton. I feel like you got to have both of them just in case at that point. And I really don't like doing that. So for me, it's just, you know, who is it going to be? Is there going to be too many mouths to feed? I don't think Albert owes the top five tight end, but he could be top 12 because again, he could trip into the end zone twice and make a top 12 tight end. So it's just, there's so many what ifs on this team still with that offense. They're going to get into some shootouts, but I think also, Las Vegas's defense this year looked a whole lot better. I, I mean, you look at the Kansas City defense, maybe they make some moves. That Los Angeles defense is still pretty good at times if they make some. So there's still, even though this could turn out into a shootout division, it also could turn into a, if you don't have your A game that day, you're going to get swamped by some of these defenses. I, I just feel like there's too many what-ifs for me to be spending. What could potentially Jerry Judy, you think he's going to make it into the fourth round or fifth, maybe fourth or fifth round? Do you think that's where he'll land by the time all this hype is said and done? I'm sure he climbs. Yeah, a lot up of these guys are going to dramatically. Yeah, a lot of these guys will be overdrafted. You know, come yeah. come August. And also be one guy. thing that the no, and also keep in mind when you know when there was DK and Lockett and Russ was throwing to them, he had a very tough time feeding both of those guys in a single game. It they would really kind of be one guy would go off one game, the next guy would go off the other game. There wasn't a ton of consistency between the two players. So that's what I kind of worry about with Sutton and Judy. As much as I love them both, and I have some shares of Sutton in Dynasty Leagues, I'm worried about the inconsistencies from week to week as far as their production is concerned. And add in add in potential Melvin Gordon coming back and right. then needing to feed Javante Williams. So that's even more mouths that need to be feed at, fed at that point. Feeded, and then in the passing game, both of them are pretty mouths. decent. Right, Ethan? Feeded, feeded them. them. Feeded those feed mouths, fed. Ethan. Feeded those mouths. Feeded. From a real fed. from a real life, you know, football standpoint, I'm loving the situation because mm-hmm. they still have a top five defense in the league. You know, Patrick Sertan is still, you know, up and coming. He's going to be one of the top cover corners in the league. And yes, they did lose Von Miller, you know, but still, still a top he may be defense. coming back. Yeah, that's true. That would be amazing. What if they and, bring Bobby Wagner in? No, stop it. Oh, mama. Oh. We know oh, where I, I he's say, going. It's, Stop it. It's a it's a tough division. Don't get me wrong. But I think that between their defense and if these pieces on offense, if Wilson can gel with his receivers, you know, sooner rather than later, then they're going to be right up there. You know, just mix it in with the Chiefs, with the Chargers, the Raiders, nah, whatever. But the other two teams, yeah, they're going to be right there in, you know, in contention. Uh, I'm looking at how much cap space Denver has. But it's not I, a lot. Can't be a lot. Jake's doing that. I would say that I'm of... Of the wide receivers, I'm going to kind of go with Cortland Sutton here. He was coming off the ACL tear. He showed a few times last year that, like, if he gets enough target volume, he can really be a problem for defenses. Give him another offseason to get even healthier, another year removed from that ACL tear. I feel like he has the most alpha wide receiver one potential on the team. I know that everybody loves Judy, but I'm sorry, like, Judy was a beta in college and he's a beta in the NFL. Like he is not a wide receiver one. I don't care what whoa, anyone says. Whoa. I don't care how crisp his games are run. Like that dude doesn't scream wide receiver one for fantasy for me. So I'm whoa. sorry. I'm going to put my, I'm planting my little tiny baby Ethan flag on 
Cortland Sutton going into this year. In that this man has before. a family, Ethan. <laughs> you just wow disrespected that man. They, Denver still has twenty six million left mm-hmm. in and cap space. Even with even with Russell Wilson's contract? that's with Russell Wilson included Holy in there. Holy crap! After so they, I feel like this goes one of two ways. Either the first way is that Cortland Sutton is DK Metcalf, where he's a little bit more consistent, the big touchdown guy, look towards in the red zone. He's kind of like the consistent wide receiver one for that team. And Jerry Judy is more like Tyler Lockett, where Tyler, you know, where Jerry Judy is going to have some really big games, but there's going to be other games where you put him in your lineup and you're like, holy crap, there's a zero or a one or a two there at the end of the week. Or, or this is not as big as a season that he had, but this is Cooper Cup-esque where Jerry Judy just absolutely dominates the targets, the receptions, the yards, the touchdowns, everything in this offense, working out of the slot, getting mismatches is the guy that just is able to do that. I think those are the two ways. So here's how I see this based on all of this convo. I'm I'm a Judy guy, so stick it, Ethan. And yeah, Corlin suck Sutton, it, suck it, man. But Corlin Sutton's good stuff. But you know what it is? It's recency bias that we have for the Denver Broncos right now, where Cortland was doing nothing. Judy was doing nothing. We're scared with Devonte and Melvin touches. Here's the difference for me that Russ brings to this entire offense. As he has aged, he's not taking off as much anymore either. So even if you do bring Melvin back, and I think that Javante is your guy, you're still on a 60-40 split likely, and then whatever, it'll creep up 55-45. But there's no stacked boxes anymore because everyone's going to be scared of Russell Wilson throwing, but he's not going to take off as much in my opinion. He's going to save his body. And like you're saying, the Metcalf-Lockett argument to say that both of these men could feed – it is the inconsistencies in which week it's going to be. So I don't know. Did I cut out again? Is that why you guys are laughing? No, you just you sped up really, really quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it you did. Like you paused for a second and then like it caught back up. <laughs> I what? thought I, I thought I. Why is this happening every week to me? And why is my voice so loud? I don't know. You're I mean, you don't sound individual. loud on this side. You just sound passionate about Jerry <sighs> Judy. Well, you know, Jerry Judy's good stuff, man. He is going to be that PPR guy. I'm with that that mode. I just. Cortland Sutton to me, I'm, I, I feel like everybody wants Cortland Sutton to be, and it's no disrespect to your opinion, Ethan. I just feel like everyone wants Cortland Sutton to be better than what he is. And I'm not saying he's a terrible wide receiver. I just think everyone wants him to be 1,400 yards. And I think his ceiling is like 1050. Done. That's it. <laughs> Talent wise, Judy is, is the better receiver over Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan's face. Ethan is contemplating life decisions right now. I'm sorry. I've watched enough of his film to to know that he's the better football player. Yeah, see, there's your problem. You're watching film. (laughs) Ethan's like, just look at analytics. We don't need film. Then I'm also the guy to talk to. (laughs) I'm a doctor. We should use the numbers. Which is... I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't see it with you. It's it's, I like that we have different opinions on these two, because I feel like you're either a Sutton guy or you're a Judy guy. You're rarely, are you like both these dudes are studs? Like there very few people exist that think they're both studs. So like, I'm sorry, I'm a Sutton guy. I, I prefer my wide receiver ones to look like Sutton. I think that he has the better chance to do that. If you're a Judy guy, like I'm not going to like sit here and fight with you about it. I just know that, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see Put what on happens. the boxing gloves because we're about to duke it out. And I mean, 
I, I get it. I get it, but I don't know. I think Judy's in for a very good season PPR wise, especially and full PPR leagues go by, go by. Oh, for my for my dynasty leagues, I hope that that Ethan is right, hundred <laughs> percent. I have Judy and Russell Wilson in one dynasty league, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I don't have any of them anywhere, so I don't care. Whatever. Personal. The tweets from Seahawks players right now are just so good. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you got, you gotta the feel out. You gotta feel for these people, man. Yeah. So upset. Cliff Averill, man, this is too much for one day. Puna Four said, "On my soul, I got a head like like a headache like an MF right now." <laughs> Good God, that's gonna be rough for some of the people who are key pieces of a team that know that your team is pretty much conceding for multiple years as of right this second, and that's gotta be hard to know that. Hey, I'm gonna go out there and beat myself up, knowing that we're probably not gonna be competitive in our division. That's got, that's got to be rough. That's got to play a toll on you mentally. Huge. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Penny just tweeted out an emoji with a face with no mouth, pretty much keeping his mouth shut. So we all know how he feels. <laughs> well, he still wants <laughs> a contract. Yeah, at least so he's, he's a free agent. Nothing. Yeah. At least yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah. He can go somewhere else if he wants to. Mm, I don't know. Crazy, crazy, crazy times in Seattle, but it's not the Absolutely. only place where there's been some crazy news here lately. Yeah, man. Green Bay. We got some news in Green Bay. Aaron Mother Evan Rogers. He the drama continues. And, you know, I got to start off the entire Aaron Rodgers thing with uh, Do you guys check out what uh, Charles Barkley said about him. He says, and I quote, AR is like that girl. I have to tell she's pretty every single day. <laughs> That's, That's what Aaron yep. Rodgers is to me. That's what Charles <laughs> yep. Barkley said. And I basically spit out my coffee when I read that one, because as this has gone on, we're all in agreement. Aaron Rodgers is a very intelligent human being. He seems to have put a lot of things together, and he's got to the understanding to say, this is kind of how I'm doing things now. Like it or not, this is who I am. I, I got nothing but respect for that because, hey, do you, man. That's cool. But the, the constant level of him being in the headlines or needing to be in the headlines was very interesting. So the Pat McAfee show broke out and said, no, that contract is false. What was it? A four-year, $250 million deal, 159 mil guaranteed. And then, you know, McAfee came on and said, no, that is false. And then Aaron Rodgers comes and says, I'm returning to Green Bay, but that uh, contract is false. So there's so many moving parts in Green Bay right now. So it, And then with, with whatever deal he's getting has uh, opened up enough cap room so that the Green Bay Packers can uh, tag Devontae Adams, which they did. So much shit happening in Green Bay. Do they trade Jordan Love too? I mean, that's a conversation post we can talk about. No, because nobody really wants Jordan Love. I understand. I just, I just what a stupid there. draft pick. It looks it's really like, it's stupid. It's like a toad. Mm. It's like an amputated It looks toe stupid talk. at the time, Jake. It Don't give him the too. benefit of the doubt. It looks stupid all along, right, Ethan? Just from the very beginning, it's been stupid. And but, I mean, I would say that, like, yes, it was a terrible draft pick, but has Aaron Rodgers given them any confidence prior to like this week that he wanted to be there in the last four years? So like, can you blame them? It'd be like, Oh yeah. You tell your girlfriend, she's pretty every week, every single day. And then every week she's like, well, I just don't know if it's working out for us. Like at some point you're going to be like, Hey man, like I got to make sure I line something up because I don't want to be single. You know, like, I'm not saying that I would do that. I'm happily married, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if your girl is constantly telling you that she doesn't like you, you got to start wondering if it's going to work out long term. Like, mm. it's just it just seems to me that the team kind of got felt like they were like, all right, well, he doesn't want to be here. We got to make this pick for Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is just like the scapegoat for all the horrible things that have happened since then. 
Like, no, Aaron Rodgers needs to take some blame for this. Like he is the reason that the team felt that they needed to spend a, that type of draft capital on a future replacement for him. He is the reason that they did that. Like stop blaming the team for drafting Jordan love, start blaming the team, start blaming Aaron Rodgers for putting the team in the situation where they felt like they needed to do that. Like Aaron Rodgers never gets put on the pedestal of like, Hey, you're part of the problem here, dude. Like if you would just commit, we could build around you and like have some consistency in our lives, but you refuse to do it. You keep sending us mixed signals. And so we make, we make mistakes because you constantly put us in these situations. So I'm sorry. I think Aaron Rodgers is like a total egomaniac. He's kind of a psychopath. He's good at football, but like, he also strikes me as one of those dudes that just thinks he's really crazy intelligent all the time. But in reality, like he is putting them in a horrible situation from a making decisions perspective and he never gets any of the blame for it because he's good at football but on the other hand though too the packers still make stupid decisions regardless because they drafted jordan love in the first round jordan love was never going to be a guy that was going to come in immediately and lead a team to be a contender right off the bat he was going to be somebody that needed a little bit of time anyway i totally get drafting another quarterback but i would have rather waited to the second round and taking Jalen Hurts than grabbing Jordan Love in the first when there's other needs on the team at that time. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you that Aaron Rodgers, the way he's handled things here the last few years is not ideal whatsoever. But on the other hand, it's almost like there was such a disconnect between both sides that it was yes. both of neither one of them wanted to come to the table and be the one to all right, let's fix this. It's like they both kind of had their own agendas. So it's as much as it's Aaron Rodgers' fault, I, I still think that the Packers didn't handle it well either. They never should have been put in that position. I'll give you that. However, I don't think either side handled it well. And to me, the Jordan Love pick was a borderline wasted pick. I mean, you you wasted a first rounder. If you want to have a, a potential rookie for the future, if it's not going to be a, a day one game changer, don't invest first round draft capital in it. And somebody who's a big question mark, just take a stab on somebody a little bit later down the draft and, and hope that they get a couple years more with Aaron Rodgers and this guy can develop and learn because Jordan love. I don't know if he ever lives up to his draft capital. He won't. I think I, blame is on both parties and Jake, you nailed it on the head when you said it was just a breakdown of communication. The, these two sides just didn't communicate the way that they should have. That was the problem. I think it all started back when, and this kind of came to light, I believe this season or was it this offseason when Rodgers held the news conference where he was like, I just, you know, when you get rid of guys like Randall Cobb and, you know, other players to Clay Matthews back in the, you know, back when they got rid of him, you could tell that he was upset that it felt like the Packers were moving on from a bunch of guys that he felt were maybe kind of his guys or core contributors to the team. But I don't think. I don't think Rogers ever made it fully known that I would like to try and be a part of some of these decisions. Now I'm not a big believer in every single quarterback should be in the room when these discussions are taking place. And I'm definitely not a believer in the fact that quarterbacks should help make the decision or should make the decision. But I believe that your big time quarterbacks, your guys that have been with the team forever, your champion quarterbacks, MVPs, I really believe those guys should be within these conversations of some kind at the NFL level. Aaron Rodgers should have been a part of those conversations. GM should have been like, Hey, we might be moving on from Randall Cobb. Just want to get your thoughts on it. What do you think? And he's like, Oh, we can't do that. Well then as a GM, you need to explain to him, this is why I think we can, 
what do you think we can do to replace him? You know, this is what we're looking at on the draft board. Who do you think would be a good replacement that kind of fills that role that we can bring in at a cheaper level? Those are the type of conversations I think as a GM, you take a couple of hours out of your week to sit down with your quarterback and catch up and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. You and the head coach and the quarterback sit down, have those conversations, spitball ideas if you need to do it and go from there. I mean, if I'm the GM of the, of the, um, of the chiefs, I'm not making a whole lot of moves on offense. If I'm not talking to Patrick Mahomes about it, that's for sure. And that's Just because... how you draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire before Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm it's, serious though. Like I get there, what you're saying. But... There is merit to the point of what you're saying, because I believe this all started when they got rid of Mika Hyde and then it started with AJ Hawk and then it was Jordy Nelson. And then it just, it was a constant yeah. like a uh, revolving door of players that he was with and that they were successful with. And then Aaron Rodgers felt like they were losing all of his core. And I think that's where the disconnect started between him and upper management. And then he just started becoming resentful towards upper management, regardless on if they were talking or they weren't. I can see the resentment being there. So now he's saying, well, the hell with this. I'm just going to try to play, but you're not giving me anybody to play with. How many times we've we been talking about Green Bay needs another wide receiver. Green Bay needs another wide receiver. You think Aaron Rodgers didn't know he needed a wide receiver? Of course he did. So, I mean, I, I do believe that both sides are to blame as well. But, I mean, right now it kind of feels like Aaron Rodgers is taking kind of the spiteful card saying, well, you did all this shit before. I'm just going to keep it going for now. I don't know. It's it's a very strange situation. Well, look at a this couple is what of it feels receivers. like to me is – Husband and wife, all right? Maybe the wife makes a couple of purchases where the husband's like, what, what are you doing? Like, why did you replace my favorite recliner with this $800 lounge chair? Whatever, I don't know, okay? Wife does something like that. Well, instead of the husband going to the wife and saying, hey, would really love it if you include me in these decisions because that was my favorite recliner. Yeah, maybe it's a little beat up, I love it though. Maybe we go look for a new recliner instead. And then instead of having that conversation, the next time they're at a party together, the husband's like, damn wife got rid of my favorite recliner. Everybody. I haven't, I haven't been able to handle it. It's like, like you're doing this spat in public now in these press conferences and just, instead of just sitting down and talking through it and they finally started to do that over the course, but it's too late at this point. Now these two of the, there's just been so much dirty laundry air, dirty laundry aired. I feel like I said that wrong to begin with that at this point, it's like, everybody's looking at, you now like they're the crazy couple on the street. Like we're not in, we're not inviting them to the potluck. They're not coming to the 4th of July fireworks this year. We can't handle that back and forth. We're not doing it. I mean, but using Kyle's at, analogy, it does feel like they went to marriage counseling this year and, and we're now they're up. like, Hey, we are a changed couple. Okay. But like we all know where this is heading, right? Like in a year, maybe two, Rogers is going to be throwing a, a prima donna fit again. Like it's it's going to happen. So this is just a never-ending saga, and I hate it. Like I don't like these types of football conversations because I just feel like you're a total head case, dude. Like you are a head case. Everything has to be about you. Every decision has to go through you. Like you might as well just make him the GM at this point. Like let him make all the decisions, see how it works out for you. I you guarantee wouldn't have drafted you, Jordan love in the first round. Out. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, but I agree. They should have consulted him about, but he also should have been forthcoming about like, Hey, I want you guys to, to make an effort to help me win. I want to be here. I want to win. 
And if you ha- if he had just made that call, like, hey, guys, you've done a few things that like, I'm not really sure. But how do we know he didn't? Well, I mean, he basically said like he was not happy with them not including him in decisions. But do we have any side from them about him like making an effort to be a part of those conversations? Because I don't feel like we have. And they're not going to throw their quarterback under the bus, but like I feel like it, this is definitely a situation where he's just like grumbling in the corner, like man, I can't believe they didn't make any. They they're trading my guys. I can't they didn't even consult me about this. And in the meantime, they're like, dude, if you'd have told us, we'd have probably kept him. Like they traded for Randall Cobb, so clearly they're willing to do things because he tells them to. But. I don't know. Yeah, I now just... though, but see, that's where the argument fails for me because they're saying it now because he's at that certain age where his Super Bowl window, his playing career is, is coming to an end. The the reason this became a problem was still in his quote unquote youthful age, early thirties, when when they're trading away key players and not replacing them with talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's where he was starting to get pissed off. I I think Aaron Rodgers at the beginning didn't he uh didn't even understand that he should be himself part of those conversations and then they were just moving on and then the resentment was started to grow and then now he's saying well now you should be including me because of my age continue we're not winning super bowls anymore when was the last time they won a super bowl we're we haven't been successful outside of getting to the nfc championship and i think that's kind of where now he's saying i'm putting my foot down because you have done me wrong so many times before and you continuously get rid of players that are contributors for me that i look at look at a perfect example is amari rogers he dropped how many passes mvs he drops how many passes aaron rogers doesn't look in, in a direction anymore so that's his issue he wants that's why they brought randall cobb back a guy he's comfortable with that he knows is going to make the plays when he's called upon and that's and that's aaron rogers. is it ego now because he's at his age because did we really see this back when he was younger i don't think we did well i don't know i i don't i never paid that we never had to pay that close of attention to it because it was never in the news as much as it is now but it's in the news so much now because he's winning back-to-back mvps it's just hard because, like, when you look at the Jordan Love pick, look at some of the wide receivers that went right after the Jordan Love pick. You got the likes of T. Higgins and Michael Pittman and even, heck, Van Jefferson, Chase Claypool. Those are all guys that I believe could have helped more than the Jordan Love pick, and maybe we never got to this point that we're talking about right now. It's just, like, it's decisions like that that just don't make a whole lot of sense, and they they have not drafted well overall for a couple years it's not like it was just they made a mistake in the 2020 draft or the 2021 it's been a couple years where they they've missed quite a bit you know they're going to go out there and they're going to what they drafted aj Dillon in the second round like aj Dillon, but then they went out and paid aaron jones a crap ton of money so now you didn't now you're not using your first round pick or your second round pick from 2020 so you're kind of all right already those are two i'm gonna call them wasted picks because i think aj Dillon is still I like A.J. Dillon a lot, but I, I, he's not going to be a focal point of this offense. He's not going to take them to the next level, and it just seems like they continually, year after year, just get guys that, yeah, they're good, but they're not any difference makers. And he's, he's not, Like I said, I, I can see both sides of the story. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is very irritating at times, but I, I do also put blame on both sides. How fun would Aaron Rodgers and Chase Claypool be? Good Lord. I mean – I mean, on the other hand, though, I mean, Claypool is definitely not the route runner that Devontae Adams is, but that would take away a lot of the. Well, the no, but on the other side where MVS normally is, and we've seen MVS come down with some of those balls out there. Mm-hmm. And I think Claypool's a better receiver than MVS. So that would, that would have been fun to watch. Exactly. But no, 
we get MVS in his brick oven mitt hands. Son of a... He's gone. He's gone anyway. He's a free Well, agent. yeah, but I mean, he hasn't been. We've had to deal with it for a couple of years. It's true. It's true. Speaking of other wide receivers, we saw the Chargers re-sign Mike Williams to a three-year $60 million deal. Yeah. I don't know if I like this deal for the Chargers. I'm... I'm lukewarm on Mike Williams personally. I don't know how you guys feel about him. When he was coming out of the draft, I was I was I was good with him. I liked him. He was one of my guys. But now it's just like, yeah, you know what? Again, are we gonna see a full alpha out of this man? I just for the money, I just I don't see no. it, man. He's a great secondary big man, but is he is he an alpha? If they no, were to do with him what they did with him at the beginning of the season, <laughs> yeah. but that overlaps with Keenan Allen way too much. So it's it's hard to do that. So I personally am not a fan of him going back there because I feel like he could have been utilized better elsewhere. I love it from a football perspective for the Chargers. I don't love the amount of money they had to pay to keep him there, but we all kind of knew that he was going to get a fairly large deal after the first half of 2021. Uh, I don't hate it. I mean, obviously, because as a Justin Herbert fan, I want him to have as many weapons as possible. And him and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, I mean, that makes my tail wag a little bit. But what else is what else are they going to have there? Are they going to kind of transition to Josh Palmer a little bit? I mean, maybe we maybe we do start to see a little bit more consistency out of Mike Williams. Maybe not the big games that we saw early on, but maybe we start to get a little bit more consistent week in and week out. We know that Herbert can can feed these guys, and now in the the division they're in, they're going to continually going to be have to score points. You know, going up against you know Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr ish i don't know if they're gonna have to worry as much about that one but it's it's gonna line up for them to be able to compete in a division i don't think if they if they let mike williams go i don't think that they have enough firepower in that offense to still compete in this division and does mike williams fix that are they division favorites Probably not. However, I think that they're now closer to that conversation because they don't want to waste a few more years waiting for whatever's going to happen in Kansas City or Denver to play out. They want to compete right now, and they know they have to give Herbert as many weapons as possible. So let's just sign somebody who at least knows the system. And they have the cap room where they could have allowed, you know, they they were able to make it happen. I don't love the contract. I think it's too much money for for Williams, who's a wide receiver too, and they pretty much gave him a wide receiver one, you know, type of contract. So for me, too much money but i understand why they did it because jake like you said they need to have that number two guy to really keep that high-powered offense going especially in that division and they have top five salary cap space left you know out of every other team in the league even after that contract so they still have money to spend they still have herbert you know next to nothing so i understand why they did it i'm just not a huge fan of the money how much cap room do they have left have they updated it yet yeah, they 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 should still have like yeah, like fifty some million dollars. Yeah, they should still have like 30, 36, 35, 36 million in cap. Wow, I think I think it's even higher than that. Well, it was fifty six before the Williams contract. Yeah, so it all depends what the depends cap on, what depends the on cap how much that first be, year yeah. depends on how much that first year is going to be. Yeah, yeah twenty eight I mean, twenty eight million for that first year. They front loaded this contract, which honestly. I feel like helps their case does, for making now they this can type afford, of deal. Yep. Since they have a bunch of money, they'll still be able to make deals as kind of this contract goes on. You know, you've got a bunch of money this offseason. You pay one of your guys. You keep your wide receiver too. We kind of knew that just given the cap space that they had, that we, I think Jake and I talked about this, but they were more likely to overpay for him to keep him. But at least they structured the contract so that they're taking the bulk of the hit 
when they have uh, in the this money. first year when they have the most cap money to spend so that you know it kind of tapers off before they have to pay justin herbert which is going to be a huge contract when it gets to that point so Especially you know I now we're get in the it. days where every new quarterback contract has to top the last one well i mean yes Ish. but that's just kind of where the market is yeah. but i do feel like the way they structured it while I, it's a ton of money for this year and definitely not probably worth that, the next two years, he'll probably be a, you know, a decent wide receiver two contract. I mean, it's not great, but we kind of expected this just where they were uh, from a cap situation. Yeah, it's $28 million this year, and you got $40 million guaranteed. Get your bag, Mike. Yeah. Get it, baby. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Too much right. money for me, but speaking well, it's a lot of, of money, liking, I, I, don't, I mean, for the, the it's value that I don't like. It's not that I dislike my Williams. Okay, there there are worse players out there that are overpaid. So that's right. I get it. And I mean, it's the injury history, et cetera. I just, I wouldn't pay three for six. That's for sure. Speaking of stupidity today, man, David Njoku, he gets tagged franchise tag. Can anybody here in this room explain what the hell the Cleveland Browns are thinking? Cause this is like what? 11, $12 million on the tag for tight ends. 11 million. Yeah. 11 million. There you go. So, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're thinking, what are you doing? Cause to me, Austin Hooper is the more valuable piece in this offense. Unless I think Kyle, you brought this up today too, was that if, if they move on from Jarvis Landry, then, okay, fine. You're going to run dual tight end sets. Now you're going to run a little bit more and be scheme heavy that way where you're going to utilize Najoku like you would Landry. Fine. Then I understand. I just don't see it happening because what has he really proven in his, what, four years, five years in this league that he can be a consistent, reliable target? Yeah, he makes the flash and the pan plays here and there that are athletic and awesome. But, I mean, they're so far and few between. You can't have any consistency there. I'm, and then we got Bake Show debate all day long. Can he constantly feed this? Or is that his strength? Maybe that's what we don't see. Is the, is the slot or throws his strength and he can't go deep as much? I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. That's too much that's not that's not that's end. not that's not how you pronounce the fake show. It's fake show, not fake show. Wow. What did you just say? The Sorry. slander in here, Kyle. Yeah. The slander. Mm. Jesus. He's I mean, feeling <laughs> dangerous. Jesus. I just, I just don't see how you can tie up 20 million dollars well on two tight ends that are I don't want to call them subpar, but they're not top tier tight ends from a production standpoint. Neither average. One of them. Yeah, they're just average tight ends, and that's a lot of money to tie up on some average tight ends. Ask the Patriots about tying up money for tight ends. Uh, Ram. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it doesn't make million a, on Janu. Yeah, even Johnny. if even if you want to go to those two tight end sets and run the ball a little bit more, cool, understandable. But is it going to win you a, a championship? No, it's not in that division. Probably not. I just don't see the vision of that you still have to have somebody on the outside that's going to help stretch the field pull defenders outside of the box is it donovan people's jones i mean come on let's be realistic it's not him i mean talk about flashing the pan every once in a while he'll make a big play it's exactly what he is you can't have a team full of guys that just every once in a while are going to make a big play because they don't happen consistently enough for you to win ball games and uh, we, we said for years, you know, as soon as Kevin Stefanski came in there, run the ball a lot. We want to see a heavy run game. You've got a great offensive line. you got two stud running backs. Keep running the ball. But the reason that that has been successful for a couple of years is because they still had some pieces on the outside at times to pull some of those defenders away. And I, I just don't know if they do that, especially if they part ways with Landry. Anyone else? Crickets <laughs> as to what it, what Cleveland Cricket is really. Bueller. 
<laughs> nobody, I mean, has a, nobody has a clue. I guess they could have used it on another guy, but I don't know. You're overpaying for the tight end, but it's just for a year. Um, you know, the only other option, I guess, would have been maybe Clowney, but that is a way bigger hit for one mm-hmm. year. Um, looks like about 20 mil if they would have chosen chosen him instead. So, um, And I think I would pay the extra $9 million for Jadavion again. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from a price perspective, it, sure, it's cheaper. Uh, they don't use the tag a whole lot. It looks like this was the first time since 2011 that they've used the tag. Uh, oh, so they they felt like they needed to do it. That they, it was like they a desperation move is what it was. Yeah. Pure pressure. You guys haven't used the tag in 25 years. Use it this season, <laughs> damn it. The guy doesn't even have 100 combined targets over the last three years combined. Exactly. Well, do you think that they're trying to sign him long term? I mean, I guess they're just trying to use this as like a scapegoat, you know, kind of just to hold him over, give him some more time to negotiate that contract. Like, then why'd they pay Hooper so much? Because he can block. Jake, I'm not in the front office of the Browns, okay? I'm doing trying to block. put some hypotheticals out there. And then you're over here putting logic at me, <laughs> and I'm just not ready for it, okay? I already hit the nail on the head here, man. They felt like they needed to use it because Mike Gusecki got tagged. Dalton Schultz got tagged. It was tight end tag day. So, that, you know, Cleveland was like, hey, guys, talk about us for five minutes because yeah. we tagged the tight end too. But, see, that makes – those two at least make sense. Like, Mike Gusecki makes right. sense. He's – a pretty good tight end like that's a pretty good hit for him maybe they're going to try to you know negotiate a contract with him at least he's shown that he is a valuable part of their offense uh dalton schultz you know blake jarwin has an injury that's you know they're saying is going to take him out for all of next year too which is pretty serious no more so they need a tight end and so you're going to have to you know he's probably dalton schultz is probably the best one that you're going to be able to get uh and so yeah, you tag him too. And, you know, it gives you another one year prove it deal for him. I guess they're, you know, I guess the Browns just wanted another year of David Njoku. I'm not saying it was a good move. I'm just saying <laughs> that's probably why they made it. Maybe. I don't get it, though. Would not have been my first choice, but that's why I don't sit in an office in an NFL stadium, I guess. I we think should. we should. I think we should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be an amazing, all five of us. I think That'd be an amazing front office. Dude. We'd win a Super Bowl in three years. I'm gonna lock it in now. <laughs> Boom. I almost said let us know in the comments, but there's no comments. <laughs> there's no yeah, comments. Everybody's, everybody's right now going, oh, no, they want All to. right. If there's if there was one team that you could be the GM of, you know, that might be available, what would be the team? What would you want to be the general manager of of a team that you think you could kind of rebuild and get back Detroit, to Detroit because I couldn't do any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a bad choice. Um, I'd love to be the GM of, of Carolina. I, thought, I think that'd be a great team with the young talent that they have. I yeah. I mean, they could be set up for <laughs> Jake for yeah. many years. I'm, I'm looking know, through I, like the list. You keep scrolling on your phone there. Yeah, I would do the Falcons. Give me, give me the dirty birds. I'll, I'll rebuild that. Uh, that's team a, because... that's a, that's a project right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you only gonna... got three years to win a Super Bowl. Right, that was the rule that can be put and, out. And I'll, so... and I'll do it. I'll do it with those Falcons. Absolutely. Is we'll, it a bad we'll make... thing that if I became the GM of the Lions, I would fire Dan Campbell right away? No. no. You just got to watch him. Do what you want. Replacing Jake Hubman as the he is he's the new. I could take Dan Campbell. Coach. You could buy kneecaps. I feel like you're more strength and conditioning. Me? Get him to pump. Yeah, get him. Go, go, go. Like, oh, I, think I could be more of a motivator. Yeah. 
probably yeah, instead of like biting kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, I could probably I could probably give a better press conference. Absolutely, everybody I could, I could. I could see that. I mean, there's some young people. I just don't know if I want to live in Detroit though. Like, do I have to live in Detroit? Can I can I zoom? Detroit's call not being? that. Listen, you can live in the obviously suburbs. living in downtown Detroit isn't the can best, I, but like Auburn Hills, the suburbs of Detroit, freaking yeah, insanely well, that's like, nice. That, that's like people. You know, the, if you play for the Patriots, you don't actually live in Foxborough. Like a lot of those players live in Boston, right outside of Boston. Boston, Boston. I mean, I'd probably Boston. go with the team that's got a young quarterback and a bunch of money. So probably the Chargers or Miami is where I would want. I mean, and I'd be okay with living in L.A. or Miami. So I'm good with that. Uh, I feel like those two teams have the most. I would have to do some work, but at least I know I'm pretty set at the most important positions. And I have a bunch of money to spend on the positions that maybe uh need to be filled so i feel like i'd go with one of those two uh or i'd pick my steelers because i'm a homer and that's always my answer i feel like i could win a super bowl in three years in miami i think the pieces are there like i worry is the only concern i have yeah you gotta fire the owner i gotta fire the owner is that a possibility i don't know (laughs) asking for a friend As the GM, hypothetical. We can fire or hire whoever we want. So, welcome aboard. You're the new GM. Hey, owner, you're fired. Get out. Fired. You suck. Yeah, I think Miami. And plus, you got no state taxes down there. Perfect. Make more money. You got South Beach. Great weather. The weather's nice. I mean, Simon, I'd take over Miami in a heartbeat. Oh, Miami. Here's Miami. I can. I can make it work. There's worse. Gus doesn't like that for his bills, though. I'm okay with it, man. I'd, I'd like some sun for for a couple of years, three years. <laughs> Just live nice. in Florida. All right. Get a get a tan. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Good lord, J.C. Jackson, Chris. You want to talk about your boy leaving town and he's never coming back again because Bill Belichick doesn't pay your players that are good and solid, and this is constant over the years. Yeah, you know why? Because you know who he do, he does pay. He gives a ton of guaranteed money to second tier, third tier tight ends instead. So yeah, and wh- way and to go there, receivers. champ. But no, I mean, I think that with J.C. Jackson, yeah, it was inevitable that they weren't going to bring him back because, number one, they don't play pay any of their players that kind of money. Um, I think the last time they gave a really, really big contract out was Randy Moss, and that was probably about it. So, yeah, Jackson's gone. Um, they also just don't have the cap space. I think they have like eight, nine million maybe in cap space at this moment, and that's after they're going to be restructuring contracts. They just recently released Kyle Van Noy. So, yeah. It sucks that Jackson's gone because I think he is one of the top five cornerbacks in the league. But is he really worth Ramsey money, though? No, he he wanted Ramsey money, and he's not worth Ramsey money. No. Agreed. You remember you said that next season when you're giving up 700 yards of passing a game. I mean, to to, 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 to be fair, to be fair, the secondary was giving up a lot of yards anyway this past season. So not a, I can't wait for Josh Allen to cook this freaking defense next year, man. It's gonna be gorgeous. You thought a perfect game only happens once? It's going to happen twice next year. Wow. Boom. Wow. Yeah. The, the Kool-Aid right. is strong. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go cry myself to sleep. I'm the president of Kool-Aid drink over here in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Boom. You are. You are you every time a Kool-Aid? player is released. Going to sign with Buffalo. Every, every great player every that we player. talk about in the draft. Right. God, I want Buffalo to draft. Chouse right. does love drinking the Kool-Aid, so according to Jake the first thing that Chouse would do if he was the GM of Buffalo would raise the, the active roster limits to like ninety. He'd be like, "No, we got to keep everybody here. I got to eliminate the salary cap. Offices. No salary we need cap. Ninety man rosters right now because everybody's coming to Buffalo. And then yeah. I'll have twenty five on the practice squad because you know, <laughs> basically, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. 
Stop it. I don't say it that often. I like to poke fun. I'm going to go just overseas. every opportunity you have. Yes, yes, I do. But I mean, come on. What I said this year wasn't off the chain. I said I wanted Indomic and Sue. I didn't really care for Gronk. I you want, want Sue. Barkley. Yeah, I want Barkley. You want Barkley. But, you but you gotta, you gotta be fair. I was saying I wanted a running back Bobby last Wagner. year, and I was, Bobby Wagner. and I was willing to take. That. I want Bobby, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> hey, he's a free agent, man. He just got. Why not? We need a linebacker. You want Amari Cooper? He's about to be a free agent. I don't want Cooper. I told you that too. Okay. I don't want him. All right, fair. I don't. Enough. I don't want everybody. I just wanted the pieces that I wanted from last year, and you guys know what these pieces are. Damn it. There's a lot. You want. Of you want a pat. You want a. You want a pass rusher, and you want a. Why don't back. you want Amari Cooper? I don't want to pay the contract. Why? No, I even Is it just the money, like. No, I what don't if you were able to get him on like an OBJ deal, you know, no, and then don't want him kind of like a one year prove it deal. No, I'm okay. done. With, I'm done. With, I'm done with him, Murray. Wow. He, he, that was, I'm not, I want him in New England. So that was rough. Yeah, I'm done with him. Did, did I'm going to let him know that, that you're done with him. What, what did he do to you? You seem hurt. I do, man, because you know what? I liked him in, in when he was with Oakland and he just broke my heart, man. I just I don't like him. So you liked him when that's he just, sucked, that's and then he gets better, and now you don't. He like was him. good, man, he and then the drops and Derek Carr decided and then... to stop throwing it deep. He that's sucked. right. He decided to stop throwing the deep ball, and then and he had a couple more drops. I think he was like six to seven drops, and then that was it. It was game over, and then they traded his ass. Amari Pooper. See what Kyle was pointing at? Boom! Right in was the pooper. Right in the Amari Pooper. I just saw your butt crack, though. <laughs> yeah, you literally just showed the world your butt crack when you laid down. Did it? Did it come out? It's a, 100%. It's a good thing this is an audio Did it podcast. Come out, he says. Hey, hey, this is a great time for me to plug Manscaped right now. Go, go ahead and head over to manscaped.com. Get yourself something to trim your butt crack. <laughs> Promo code headliners for 20% off and free shipping. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Staged perfectly. <laughs> oh, it's not in here. Uh, it's been used. I can't get over his butt crack. Just like middle-aged white guy attire right now. He's got like some That's blue dad basketball clothes, shorts, a hoodie, like his butt cracks hanging out. I've got my hands <laughs> he, on. He's wearing uh, his shoes you'd be, inside his house. Like I thought you'd be wearing Crocs. These are my house shoes. These are these ones are specifically for me to wear in the house. They look like your old tennis shoes. Were they your no. old outside shoes? Because <laughs> that doesn't work well when they're your old outside shoes and then become inside shoes. No, I wear them inside. I didn't know. I didn't Why know people had shoes indoor and outdoor shoes. Because we have hardwood for, floors, so they're constantly. But those aren't slippers, dude. Those are those are like legit tennies. I know. I don't like slippers. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm not, not a big fan of slippers. Tennis shoes in your house. and I have to go like in and out of the studio so much, but I have to go into the garage to get into my studio. So funny story about shoes inside, outside, wherever. So we are out of town this past weekend for the daughter's soccer tournament. So we're having to eat out at restaurants for all of our meals. So we get to a we restaurant. Have to. Well, I mean, where you are you going to have to pack I do, yeah. some sandwiches, man? We were there for the entire weekend. Jake's like, we how don't many, pack how many sandwiches, sandwiches do you want to make for <laughs> that's three a lot days? Of, that's a lot of sandwiches. Good man. God, my friend. So anyway, we're out and I honestly can't <laughs> tell you what restaurant we're at. I think it, maybe it was Red Robin, maybe. And we're getting ready. We get in there and me and my son are here. We're going to go wash our hands real quick. because We've been out the field all day. So we walk into the bathroom. Of course, I always have shoes on my son. He's got sandals on. So first step into the bathroom seemed a little squishy. It looked as though something had overflowed at one time in that bathroom. They had the wet sign out there. I don't know if it was clean water. I don't know if it was toilet water. There was no floaters on the tile, which is a good sign, but it was definitely, definitely wet. He did not quite notice it. And here he is in sandals 
And so I step in ever so gently. He decides to just walk on in full bore <laughs> and decided to basically step in these puddles of water and then immediately looked at me like, oh my God, I got poop water on my feet. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, dude, that sucks for you, but you're not getting in my truck. You're not, you're not welcome back in the hotel room at this point. Like it was bad. And like we get back there and he's like putting them in these plastic bags. He didn't touch them rest of the weekend because he was, he is convinced that he stepped in turd water at a Red Robin somewhere outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Rumor has yeah, it, when, he's still at that Red Robin. <laughs> I don't even let him back home. And when he's, <laughs> not no shoes. Barefoot. If you see a barefoot kid that looks somewhat like Jake, but a little taller, like he's not taller. Please give that kid a ride back home. Yes. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't even know what to say to him when he stabbed it. It's like, dude, you're committed, man. Dude, you're I'm, pot committed. Just go, man. I was just like, go. what are you? Th- did you not, did you not see me like gently, like step on it? Like you would do a puddle. So like, you don't <laughs> splash. He's like, no, I mean, total 14 year old oblivious to all of it. He just, <laughs> just water splashing every, I'm like, Oh God, I'm just glad it didn't touch me. I didn't want any Imagine droplets. If it, did, on me. it just splattered all over you. I would have been pissed. Did it get I, your lower leg? No, it didn't. I was far enough in already where the sink was or his splash <laughs> must have went outward. It did not hit me, thankfully. I was going to say, because you're a shorts guy. You don't wear long pants. No, nope, I don't wear pants at all. I mean, that sounds bad. I, I don't wear long pants. It's manscaped. Yeah, I always shorts. So just watch out for the athlete's fungus coming in. Dude, he scrubbed his feet so many times at night, like back in the hotel room. I mean, it was like, it was. It, it, it doesn't help. Once, no. it, once it, the damage is done, it's done. It's in there. I'm dude. like, dude, if you have any cuts on your toes, that's going to get infected. And he's like, oh my God. Like, he's totally freaking out now, <laughs> but he's still alive. So we're good. Yeah, he's good. So do we think Red Robin will sponsor us? Red Robin, reach out to us. Hit the yes, DMs. <laughs> we're talking nice. They can't about even bathroom. fix their toilets. You think they got money to Red Robin. sponsor us? Um, is that what their slogan is? Yeah, well yeah, done, Kyle. Yum. Well right. done. You're welcome. Way to go, Kyle. Sung very well. First time I ever yeah. had a Red Robin. First time I ever went to Red Robin was when I moved to North Carolina, and it was not great because Jake, Jake and I used to get that for lunch all the time on Sundays. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not my favorite place. Now they're definitely not going to sponsor us. But I mean, I, I also think McDonald's is really, really good. So I'm not a good judge That's for cute. food. Wow. As long as it's not White Castle. Diarrhea in a bag. <laughs> oh wow! Shots fired. God, I'd mash a good White Castle right now. Oh my God, Jake. When I'm down there, like, what's the best place we're getting food from? We, luckily, there's no White Castles. There's no White Castles. No. I need some. I need some North Carolina cuisine. You're gonna go wherever I drive you. <laughs> as long That's as true. it's to the best places, and well, it is I'm considered not... a work trip, no, so I don't. There's, ins- there's I don't a... expect to pay for anything. Well, of course you don't. <laughs> I forget the name of it, but there was a great. Uh, Barbecue spot used to get takeout from all the time. Tickle me ribs, or tickle yes, my ribs. Tickle no, me ribs. no, Chris, I'm oh, not good. choosing any place that you wanted or went to. Because number one, we're gonna walk in, they're gonna see Jake, and they're gonna be like, you know that rim guy? He banged like every waitress here. Yeah. Do you realize he impregnated all of our waitresses, and then he just vanished, <laughs> and then he just left? <laughs> That's part of the reason why he bolted, yeah. man, because he knew it was no coming. No doubt this guy's got four kids in North Carolina right now. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, shit, man, we, we hit the eight-month mark. I got to get the hell out of here. I like, go. <laughs> Dude, Kennedy, you, you know, you know I was there man. for eight months, right? <laughs> exactly. It, was it, eight, it was like eight, nine months, something like that. Yeah. It was just about the time birth would have, would have happened. Yeah. He got, he got one text message that said, hey, I needed to talk. Jake, uh, just to let you know, I'm headed back up to Massachusetts, man. Yeah, I got to get on back. out of here. I'm leaving. Thank God none of them were premature, man, because you would have been in trouble. Man. Yeah. The vineyard's calling me. I got to get back. 
that's that's scary because oh. it sounds like it could be true. It is true. <laughs> I'm not hearing anybody deny it. Dude, I don't know what about Kennedy's it love me, life. It was, it was you. Did I say you? I said I didn't hear anybody deny it, including him. Yeah, yeah not tickle me ribs, Hooters. There's a difference. Yeah, you are on a first name basis in Hooters. Ethan, listen, there was a time frame when Rem was in North Carolina where it felt like every single day that there was a message that said, at the bar, getting a drink, my waitress is either hot or we're exchanging numbers or, hey, I'm seeing her this weekend. Dude, Kennedy's got game, man. You know what they say? Chicks dig short guys. <laughs> that's why they like him so much because they dig really <laughs> short guys they can just, they can just yeah, pull them they're, up they're, they're not intimidated purse. that's why there's no intimidation factor short guys like cuddle feet. with you afterwards yeah. oh he fit here, my purse here, little man yeah it's like cuddling a straw <laughs> let me rest your head against my bosom <laughs> cuddling a straw i've never heard that one wow well so much for nfl news that yeah, was, man, we, we did covered well. a lot of news. We covered a lot of news. We did. We did I was gonna right. say something else, but I felt like it was it was way too PG 13. Well, we can't handle PG 13. Dude, you just showed yeah. your butt crack. That was yeah, PG-13. Like, <laughs> like, where do you draw the line at? It's worse than that. It just it had to do. He said that he it like it was like cuddling a straw, and I was gonna ask him if there was other functions that you could do with a straw that took place. Whoa. You're right. You probably shouldn't okay. have said that. <laughs> so on that note, we're canceled off of iTunes <laughs> and yeah. the police are coming. Please, though, ignore the last 10 minutes and hit that uh, <laughs> review and rating. Give us a five star rating and a positive review, please, to help grow the audio podcast where we can have more fun. Absolutely. Because we can't do this on YouTube. We'd be, we would get banned on YouTube. Oh, we'd be done. Yeah, that's right. I so feel like I've said just, worse. Just You've never showed your butt crack, though. That's no, true. Yeah. You've come pretty close. You've been in your underwear on video before, but you've never showed butt crack. That is true. Just a Roman underwear. Yes. That was pre-gaming monetization, though. I haven't done it since it's been monetized. Okay, well, still. That I, I know of. It's out I there. think it's time to shut y'all down because I think we're going a little X-rated, but anyway. <sighs> so on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. To all the listeners, thank you for all the support. And until next time, stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.